Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. guys never let me down guys and gals uh, so I, I said just for fun if you want to you can write in or call in best sports related christmas gift you ever received now that's fairly broad so i said it could be tickets to an event it could be your first pair of skates your first baseball glove it could be a piece of memorabilia but you know whatever so uh, Cowtown Bob says, in, hey, Reed, in uh, 1972, I received a book for Christmas entitled Hockey Showdown. It was written by Harry Sinden, the head coach of Team Canada 1972, who captured his thoughts about the Summit Series on a tape recorder on a daily basis during the month of September 1972. It's one of the best written books about the series and almost 50 years later still ranks as one of my, as one of my favorite all-time Christmas gifts. That's cool. From Cowtown Bob. Robin Capilano says, I got one of those old tabletop hockey games that had Montreal versus Toronto players. Always made sure I was Montreal when I played it. That's for Robin Capilano. That's pretty cool. Jillian says, well, sort of a Christmas gift of taking the family on a seven-day Mexican cruise December 29th. Bought myself a streaming internet package so we don't miss any Oiler or World Junior games. That's good thinking ahead. Edmonton Quip says, no debate. The year my neighbor and best friend got tickets to WrestleMania for Christmas, and he took me, and we met, and I shook his incredible giant hand. The one and only Andre the Giant shook his mighty hand. Wow, that's quite a memory. That turned out to be, uh, I wonder what WrestleMania that was. Kellen probably knows, because he was in the first several, was he not, Kellen? He was in the first six, so it would be one through six. One through six, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and on other things we sort of were talking about, well, wrestling theme, Derek, this is incredible, Derek. Derek says, when I was in junior high school, I had Owen Hart for a substitute teacher. Best sub ever. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. I didn't know Owen Hart was all, also a, a teacher. Oh, yeah. A, lo- you know. a, lot, of the, a lot of the Hart uh, kids in Calgary had regular dude-type jobs, <laughs> you know, where they would wrestle during the evenings, and then one would be a firefighter, one would be a substitute teacher, and so on and so forth. So. Okay, cool. Derek, thanks for sharing that. And, uh, okay, so I, I was saying before the break that uh, since I do the show from my basement most of the time, I'm sort of like Christian Slater and pump up the volume. Uh, and Robin Capilano writes in about that as well. He says, the only thing you're missing, Reed, is Samantha Mathis who I believe played Slater's love interest in Pump Up the Volume, which came out in 1990. Uh, So, Kellen, you thought I made a deep cut. Robin Capilano going even deeper. (laughs) That is incredible. That'll be worth a Google later. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, well, that's some fun stuff. 780-496-0063. Best sports-related Christmas gift you ever received or gave. I guess we can do a gave, too. Uh, I get the gift of having Rob Brown on my show. Hey, Rob, how's it going? It's going very good, Reed. It's funny. I was listening to you there, and I love that Christian Slater movie. And if you had Samantha Mathis, in your basement i'd be over there more often doing the show with you in your basement instead of sitting in my mom's house oh my goodness okay well you know what i think christian slater could have played a young rob brown at the time if they would have made a movie about you in the late 80s in say 93 i think christian slater would have been the best choice to play a young rob brown well no he was so broody i was much happier he was always depressed in all the shows he did i was more like uh like you know what tom cruise if you were platform shoes could have played me there you go he was always well, happy you know when he when he gets up on the couch and starts cheering that was more like me uh well the skates would add a couple inches to his height for sure that's true and then you're talking about uh, wrestlemania the one thing that was pretty cool when we played hockey we used to always uh while well, we'd be in the arenas and whatever came into the home arena that you played and you got to go to them so i remember when all the wrestling things used to come to Pittsburgh. During the day, we'd go watch them practice, and as players, we'd go out and jump up and down on the ra- in the ring, go off the buckles. And the one thing we noticed, those ropes, they're tight. So when those guys run and make the move, it was unbelievable. Like, we'd go and hit them and just go straight back. But I did get to meet, I went on a, is in an elevator with Brett Hitman Hart, got to talk to him. I met Andre the Giant in Florida one time. I was near the end of his, uh, career he was on he had the, the double crutches that he had the one around his forearms and he walked with those he was a massive man and my favorite though i met the bushwhackers in philadelphia oh. underneath and they came down and they had all these little scars on their head and i'm like you know talking to them, like hey why do you have all these scars and i guess before they made it to the bigger time in their smaller circuit they would have razor blades in their shorts or their shoes and as they were down they pulled the razor blade out and cut their forehead so there would be blood everywhere. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Wrestling is real. So you guys must not be telling me this because you actually really got cut open in the fight. But apparently sometimes to embellish, they would cut themselves open so that the referee would be able to say, hey, that's wrong, and they would get victory. Oh, my. Uh, Kel- Kellen knows everything. What were the names of the two guys in the Bushwhackers? Do they have Luke and Butch. Luke and so who was Animal and Hawk? The Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. That was the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Okay, those are the guys with all the spikes the and spikes the spikes on their shoulder pads. Faces. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like. Rob, do we have you? We might have, okay, we just lost Rob in the middle of a wrestling memory, so we'll get that we'll get that back on. Well, I told you, uh, yeah, I, I I was just saying, I told people we might not know where the show is going tonight. We're going to try to keep it light and uh, have a good time going into Christmas. So, yeah, we've touched on uh, wrestling. I, I did not think the Bushwhackers and the Legion of Doom would come up in the same show because they must have been rivals. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when you're talking to me because my wrestling knowledge is very slim. Well, you know Kellen's the guy, right? I don't know if you've ever, because during hockey we don't get to it, but like Kellen, I don't want to say Kellen knows everything, but you couldn't slip much past Kellen for wrestling trivia. Was that fair, Kellen? I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating your knowledge. 
That's very f- flattering to say, Reed. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not as smart as others. We go to a trivia night, we'll have to, and they're doing sports. We'll have to bring him as part of our team, and he gets all the wrestling trivia. I'd be oh, down for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That would be Kellen's specialty for sure. So, okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, well, Rob, uh, you know, the Christmas break is, is a different one here for for hockey players because they got off a little earlier, but they're going to have to be back on Boxing Day like the Oilers are going to skate on Boxing Day. When you played, uh, did you, you know, try to get out of town on Christmas Day? Uh, I don't know if there was ever time to see family i mean it wasn't a, a long break what what was christmas like for you as a player um it was it was tough i i always lived out east uh, when i played hockey so i never i think i had a christmas when i was 18 or 17 17 was the last christmas i think i had at home and the next year i spent it in russia with the world juniors and then every christmas after that was out east so uh, family would visit at times uh sometimes it was just my wife and i eventually it was my wife and kids uh, we always had teammates over to our house when we were younger, before kids. We'd have all the, the single guys would always come to our house, and my wife would cook up a meal for everyone. And as we got older, we started bringing in the, the young players. Like we talked a while ago, Andrew Ferentz had Christmas at our house. Yannick Perot has had Christmas. Nicholas Vashon, players like that, that uh, to make sure that nobody's home alone. I do know the one thing that really sucked about Christmas, being away is the first time I was away at Christmas. My mom sent all her our gifts down and I had to go to the customs place to pick them up and she had filled everything out but they wanted to open them all up so there they the customs dude opened up every present in front of me to make sure that my mom had done it all properly so my Christmas was on December the 20th in a customs room and I got to see every present that I was about to get five days later so that part was sad oh my goodness yeah well I guess Guess that's the, the. Did he did he rewrap them for you or oh, attempt no, to rewrap oh, no, them? No, 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 no. He was not a very, very friendly man, and uh, so after that we we tried other routes to get the presents down there so that we didn't have to have them open in front of me. Because I like surprises. My wife right now she can put all my Christmas presents on the floor in our bedroom, unwrap, and I will close my eyes going to and from bed every day so that I don't see them because I want to be surprised on Christmas morning. That, that's quite a challenge. I might recommend that she does that next year. <laughs> well, she might right now because she keeps telling me to close my eyes when I come into the bedroom. So maybe it's because of the Christmas present. <laughs> Rob Brown, you on your site on, uh, on Inside Sports. So would you, would you like just totally indulge food-wise on Christmas Day and just think whatever, like I'm a, I'm a pro athlete, it's not going to get me out of shape if I pig out on one day? How would you approach the, the meal side of it? Yeah, we indulged. And it, for us, the, the, one of the funnest days of, of all of Christmas is, is the 24th for hockey players, back when I played, because we only got the 25th or the 24th and 25th off. So on the 24th was a big night for, for team get-togethers, and we would indulge that night, not just food. And then on Christmas Day, yeah, you ate and drank whatever you want. And then the morning of the 26th, Boxing Day, is usually a game that night, you had the morning skate. That was usually the toughest skate of the of the year because uh, you were trying to get all the pecan pie turkey and possibly some eggnog and rum out of your body in that one morning skate. Possibly. Just possibly. Some of my boxing day games were not my best. i got to be honest. I had well, to choose that night. Am I going to forecheck or backcheck? So there was a lot of nights that I didn't backcheck on the 20th. You're staying on one side of the red line just to keep well, it safe. Yeah. 
I was doing it for the team. I just wanted to make sure they knew there was only so much in me that night, and I was much better in the offensive end if I, than I was in the defensive end, and any coach will tell you that. You're not the first uh, former NHLer to tell me that uh, Boxing Day was a struggle. <laughs> it, it always was. Well, and a lot of the time, if we played away, and this is back before charters, you'd have a box. You could have a 5 a.m. be at the airport, a 6:30 flight to fly somewhere. So it was, uh, it was tough. And there, and a lot of guys that were lived in Ontario would fly home. And they would meet us at whatever place we were going to. But for all the Western guys. We just, it was stay in the city that you're at and, and try to have fun that way. So, yeah, Boxing Day was always a tough one because they, they only had two days off back when I played. The Okotoks Otwell Euler writes in, he says, my wife bought me an autographed double E helmet, autographed by Warren Moon. I have it in a case, in, in a glass viewing case. Uh, that actually would be pretty cool. <laughs> Anything with Warren one, Moon tends, yeah. to be, yeah, tends to be popular in this city. Yes, no, I think that's a fantastic. My actually the best ever, and I heard you were talking sports gift. My wife one year bought me a trip to Pebble Beach with three of my buddies, and we went down and played golf at Pebble Beach for five days, and that would be the best sports orientated present I have ever had. All right. Uh, well, you know what, Rob? We we talk to callers all the time, so we have. Uh, Kellen just texted me. I think we have a Christmas. Is this a Christmas story on hold here, Kellen? Uh, it is. It's uh, Noah on the line. I'm just going to okay, well, let's guys. bring him on. Uh, Noah, you're, you're on with Robin Reed, and it's not after an Oilers game. It's Christmas chat. What's on your mind, buddy? Well, hey, Robin Reed. Um, yeah, I called him the other night about the Christmas Classic game we were having. Well, I'm pleased to let you know that the DAP Records won the Christmas Classic, the annual. Um, sounded like a 6-2 game. I just thought I'd let everyone oh, in Edmonton right. and north of Edmonton know. Did you, sorry, did you wind up playing in it or not? I, I didn't wind up playing in it. No, I missed the game. I was out at work, but I just... Okay. <laughs> it's always just great when we win the Christmas Classic, and we had some depth scoring, <laughs> apparently, too. So, it's... Uh, you signed good. some third-liners. Yeah, we did. And I know the show ain't for beer league hockey, but I just wanted to let everyone know that we are so pumped that we won the Christmas Classic. <laughs> well, no, that's, that, that's fine. Quite frankly, I, I don't mind the show being uh, for anything that puts a smile on somebody's face. We can be a little fun we're going through the world. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Noah. Yeah. That's uh that, yeah, I remember he called I think it was after the was it after the Seattle game, Rob? It was, it was either after Seattle or Columbus that he had a uh, uh this annual beer league game coming up. So his side won. Well that's good. <laughs> there well, we go. Right now, right now that's the only hockey being played and then in and around Edmonton. So good on <laughs> that's him. Right. He's victorious. But I can tell you and I do know this from experience and it is fact. The beer after a beer league game loss tastes just as good as the beer after a win. <laughs> <laughs> so both teams are going to have fun tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. All right. Well, uh, look, Rob, let's just touch on the team that you and I talk about a lot. Um, we uh, haven't had a game since Saturday. I, you know, a, a, I think a good win for the Oilers. They fell behind early and then pretty much controlled the game with uh, a depleted lineup. And we have like we have no idea who's going to play on uh on monday uh i mean holland was on earlier he said that so keith nurse Lagason, and puliarvi will still be in COVID protocol and russell and nima linen are still going to be hurt so i believe that's five left shot defensemen <laughs> so i would think we'll see broberg uh samarukov's probably coming up but with the salary cap they might have to go with uh, fewer than 20 players again 
Well, that's what's going to be silly for the remainder of the season is things like this are going to happen where teams are going to be completely depleted and you're going to tap, test the, the depth, not of what you have up here, but your entire organization. Players that not the last day in the National Hockey League are going to get an opportunity. So it, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I wonder if, as this season goes on, that they, they get more and more like this, if they add a taxi squad to it. Because I know that the American Hockey League, you can go to call up someone from your minor league system and they could be in COVID protocol. So I, I don't think they're going to want to the fact where teams are playing three, four guys short in a hockey game. Uh, but I, I guess as a player, you just take it as it is. They say, all right, here you're playing tonight. Here's who you're playing with. Uh, go out and get them. And for a player, it doesn't really change. Once you get on the ice, you, you just go back to doing what you are expected to do. Sometimes it's in a higher role or sometimes it's in a higher league. But, yeah, it, it'll, and it's happening. It's funny. We're seeing it here in Edmonton. It's been happening all through the NHL already this season. Teams have played two and two men short. I know Florida played two men short one game. The players have played in the National Hockey League from the East Coast League on up. So uh, it'll, I think this is just the new norm, and hopefully the, the world will heal. And as we get further and further into the season, we'll be back to what we expect, and the NHL gets back to being more normal with players playing and being healthy and having the best players in the National Hockey League playing against each other. Yeah. All right, Rob. Uh, hey, man, thanks for hopping on tonight. Uh, still still dragged you on the air on uh, Wednesday, even though we didn't. <laughs> we didn't but I always, I always appreciate it. All the best to you and your family. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Reed, and say hi to your parents. Hope you have a wonderful time, and everyone listening, have a safe and very happy holiday. There we go. That is Rob Brown, our Inside the Game analyst for our Oilers broadcast on 630 Chet. And, of course, he hops on in some Inside Sports from time to time as well. Uh, got some really good stories here that a couple of you have uh, written in about Christmas gifts, sports-related. So I will share those when we get back. Rudy, Jack Michaels coming up between 7 and 8 tonight. Hope you can stick around for those fine gentlemen. Troy texting in to 780-496-0063. I've asked you to share your best sports-related Christmas gift that you've uh, given or received. Troy says, Reed, mine was a 1993 World Series bat signed by the Blue Jays. I had it for years, and then I decided to donate it to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. They had an auction, got $750. That's where the money went to a good cause. And uh, Troy also wishing us all a very uh, Merry Christmas. You too, Troy. Well, that uh, first of all, that's, that is an awesome story. 92 and 93 Blue Jays, World Series champions. Some of my best memories as a, uh, as, as a fan of the, uh, as a baseball fan, that, part of my fan existence certainly would be in 92 and 93 incredible teams and then the fact that troy was able to uh donate that to a great cause really really cool troy thanks for sharing that dave says i didn't play hockey as a kid baseball was my sport i still managed to teach myself how to skate and played odr with friends as an adult i started playing more and joined a shinny group they organized a team to do a beer league tournament in tampa bay i didn't sign up 
lack of experience, and I didn't want to leave my wife and newborn baby. They had a player drop out, and my wife heard about it and paid for me to take his spot as, as a Christmas gift. I played my first ever game with a ref in that tournament and scored a game-tying goal in the St. Pete Times Forum. They announced my goal to an empty building. Best Christmas gift ever. Dave, that is a that is an awesome story as well. Man, oh man, is that ever cool? Those are both really good. Thanks for sharing those, guys. Uh, 780-496-0063. We've had some good ones, uh, some funny, some a little more heartwarming like that. But, uh, yeah, that is uh, that is really cool stuff. Just hearing your name announced. Um, yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a facility that size. That would be awesome. Really appreciate that, Dave. Okay. We're uh, rolling along here. Uh, of course, uh, like I said, always happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. Kelly Rudy is coming up. We'll talk a little Christmas with him and also about the NHL not going to the Olympics. And uh, Jack Michaels will be on the show. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Usually with Jack, you just turn him on and you let him go. Not turn him on. Anyway, yeah, that didn't sound great, did it? Uh, <laughs> we are... Uh, we're back after the 7 o'clock news. Talk in a few minutes. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.